Welcome to the Life Self Mastery Podcast, where we bring in entrepreneurs who have created online businesses and improved their lifestyles. Here's your host, Rohit Malhotra. Hi everyone, this is Rohit from LifestyleMastery.com and today we have Anne and Mark Lackey who got their start into real estate investing. Today, they own and manage close to 40 residential properties in their own portfolio and manage 225 rentals. In 2015, they, they, they decided to uh, stop working harder uh, uh, and not, not smarter, and they embarked on the new newest business, which is HireSmartWays.com, which helps business owners scale by providing top-notch virtual employees. Since then, they have transferred, transformed over 60 businesses from chaos and Overwhelmed to calm, well-run businesses making higher profits, the team dynamic contributes dramatically to their ability to scale and grow multiple businesses. And and Mark love to educate others on how to scale and create business processes, sharing the passion through seminars, webinars, podcasts, and the live radio show, the RER Hour in Atlanta. Welcome to the show, and Mark. Thank you so much for having us, Rohit. Thank you. We appreciate being with you today. Awesome. So, so can you can you share your journey on how you got your start into businesses and you know what made you uh, work together as, as a couple? So this is a great story. So we started about 19 years ago. Um, we were commissioned sales reps and um, we had a community of people that we networked with and passed information and leads to. In that particular year, two of our friends ended up getting um, major illnesses and so we became quickly aware that if you weren't working every day, your income was dramatically impacted. And so Mark and I said, there's got to be a different way to do this. Um, and so we started looking for alternatives. Because before that, we were working for our money and we decided we needed to find a way to have our money working for us. And so as Ann mentioned, we looked for alternatives. And we got started in rental real estate. And like with most of our businesses, once we get good at one thing, people ask us to help them. And so that's how we got started with our property management business, our investment business, um, and ultimately Hire Smart. Um, Hire Smart got started because we needed a way to scale and grow. Um, and we became really good at it. And our friends, again, said, can you help us with that? And of course, we were happy to do it. So that's kind of our journey in a nutshell. Awesome. You know, uh, you know what I've seen, a lot of couples do start, uh, you know, buying their houses and get into real estate investing. Uh, you know, do you, do you focus on, on, a, on a multifamily business, uh, multifamily residential houses, or is it a, a single-owned ho- uh, uh, homes? Uh, how did you get to start into, into real estate investing? Yeah, that's a good question, because a lot of people have different areas that they focus on. And when we started, we had a primary focus to buy single family rental homes. And we had a goal of buying two a year for 10 years to have 20 rental homes. And it was all focused on single family because we always felt that those would be able to be sold if we needed to, to anybody out there. If I own multifamily, particularly the only person to buy would be an investor. And uh, so our focus was to buying single family residential homes. Okay, and and uh, you know, uh, how did you uh, how did you make sure that you know cash flows were coming uh, every month? Were you did you did you hire a VA at that time, or were you personally looking into you know invest, uh, into managing all the rentals from from these uh, single family? 
So we, this is a funny story. So our first month in the business, we bought four properties because we figured if one was vacant and we only had one, we had to make up 100% of the difference in that, right? Um, but if we had four, the opportunity for four to be vacant all at the same time was probably statistically not not correct, right? We figured at least one would, if one was vacant, the other three would be filled. So our cash flow for the three basically covered the fourth one at any point in time if we had a vacancy there. The other thing that we did though is we we started out some of those properties that we bought had tenants already in them. And I think that that gave us the confidence that we knew we had rent coming in that first day. So we help a lot of our clients with that process, right? So, you know, buying tenant-occupied homes while they are a little trickier, sometimes is a great way to get started and, and feel more confident that you're going to be able to, to have them rented. We didn't start managing for other people until we were licensed real estate um, agents and brokers here in the U.S. Because here you have to have your brokerage license to manage property. Um, so we weren't able to do that right that away. That was four or five years after we started buying for ourselves that we really started helping other people and managing other people's rentals. A friend of ours came to us and said, hey, you do a good job to manage your rentals. I've got a bunch of people that want to buy and they need property management. And that was the missing piece for investing um, for people that want to invest outside of their area that they can't manage themselves. They need good, what we call it, boots on the ground. And uh, they found in us for the Atlanta market, great boots on the ground to help them manage their rental homes so they could be from investors from anywhere in the world. Okay, and, and how did you get to deal flow? Were you buying properties in and around Atlanta? Well, in that case, we were buying homes for ourselves and then we had an agent come to us and said, I've got people in California, in Europe, in India, all these different areas that have money they want to invest in the in Atlanta in this case. And she says, I can find them homes. Um, if you can help me pick the right ones that will be good to put tenants in, and then y'all can manage them. So we had a, a really a turnkey solution for investors. They had the money. Um, we had the means to put them into properties and help them to uh, make some decisions. And we were helping them find those properties and then managing them on an ongoing basis. Okay, and, and how did you, uh, you know, figure out the financing part? Um, were you, um, uh, you know, totally focused on the banks to, to lend you for, for each home? So in the beginning, because we were still working for um, a company, we were both in um, sales, outside sales, and we were able to qualify for mortgages, traditional mortgages, which of course is at the, the lowest rate, right? I mean, it, it, that made sense to us because we could qualify. Of course, now, 19 years later, there's differences in lending practices, and so sometimes it can be a little bit more challenging. But we always say if you've got a, quote, W-2 job and you can get uh, traditional financing, that is always going to be your cheapest money. As you mature in the business, you then have to look at different sources. You have to look at hard money, which means, you know, somebody that has a business lending money at higher rates or you look at private money, which are your friends and family that are willing to lend you money at a return. Um, so there's there's different ways to, to do that. Um, you also can do sometimes, you can find owner financing, which is also helpful. So there's lots of different ways to get around the, the money part um, if you know what to look for and what questions to ask. 
uh, makes sense. You know, you you started uh, high smart wheels. Uh, so is uh, you know how smart uh, high smart wheels different from Upwork or Total, uh, which are which are you know online uh, uh, businesses. So Hire Smart is a basically a virtual staffing company. So what we do for our clients, and we 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 help in all industries, but we help our, our clients find great top talent, mostly in the customer service roles. And um, so we have a lot in real estate because clearly that's one of the areas that we are very successful in. But we also have others. Um, but it generally revolves around customer service. So answering. Uh, the the lines of questions that are coming in. So it could be your receptionist line, or it could be calling customers back and, and for client satisfaction, or it could be administration. Um, a lot of times, a lot of the businesses have a lot of uh, paperwork that is, you know, just kind of overwhelming to them. So we have um, a track for admin. Uh, we do a lot of executive admins, a lot of people that need, you know, calendar management and scheduling and flight arrangements and things like that. So we place full-time dedicated people from the Philippines and match them with our U.S. clients here so that they can actually scale and grow. And it's been, we did it in our own business four years ago, and it was the best decision we ever made. And then three and a half years ago, again, our friends said, hey, you're really good at this. Can you help us? And so Hire Smart uh, Virtual Assistance was born at that point. Got it. Uh, I, I think, uh, you know, Chris Tucker runs the Virtual Stop Finder and, and a couple of more websites like onlinejobs.ph. Um, so, uh, you, know, you know, I I understand that Chris was, was there in Philippines, but how did you manage to get that high quality talent for uh, from Philippines to to help you build higher smart videos? So that's a great question. Um, probably there's a, there's a lot of difference in that what we do and what are, what some of the people that you mentioned do. So let's kind of drill down on that. So first of all, we have a Philippine staffing partner. So we have a, a business partner in the Philippines that does our boots on the ground there in the Philippines. Um, but my background is HR and IT. So I take all of the years of experience, I have 20 years of experience in hiring and development. Um, and I've been able to create a hiring process. We have a 10-point hiring process and screening process. So, again, I'm, I'm the kind of person that runs by the numbers and wants to make sure that I have a result that is repeatable and duplicatable multiple times, um, and I have a 97% success rate in my placements. So that, it, that is a number that I'm very proud of, um, but it comes down to, again, having a very – specific routine process that we follow every time to get our clients the very best candidates. And, and those candidates go to work full time and they're dedicated to our clients. And that's pretty unique in our, in the process of what we do is it's basically an employee alternative. Um, if you've got somebody that needs to be replaced, if somebody's leaving or you're growing, you need a new employee. We're typically a great source for uh, a business owner to come out and say, hey, I need somebody. I need somebody to answer my phones. I need sales support, whatever that administrative support that can be done on a phone and computer. And we provide them a dedicated working for them on their platform, answering their phones person. And it has been a very, very successful process that we've done it with multiple businesses, multiple industries. Got it. And, you know, how, how do you make sure that you get uh, the, the really best uh, you know, free uh, VAs on board. Do you have a you know certain process on that? 
Oh, absolutely. That's what I was just saying. We have a 10 point hiring process. It starts with, you know, some basic skills assessments, which of course is always important. We use a software here in the States that Fortune 500 companies use to evaluate employees. And we've adapted that uh, for our Filipino culture and for the, um, for the differences there. But we do, um, you know, we do personality testing, not just the disc profile, but something that's a lot more rich than that. Um, again, basic skills assessment, technology assessment. I mean, we go through all of the things that would be important to our clients to make sure that we're giving them top talent. Then they also have to go through a, a round of interviews. It's usually three to five interviews before they'll ever even talk with a client. Uh, you know, suppose if, uh, you know, I hire a VA and how, how do I know that they're, they're doing the work or not? Do you, uh, do you look at, you know, uh, capturing the screen uh, once in a while so that, uh, so that the project, so that the manager would know that, you know, the VAs are doing the work or not? Well, that's a, that's an interesting concept and debate. We have the ability to do it, but I want my clients to treat their virtual assistants like they would their internal staff. And most people, when I ask them, do you monitor your internal staff like that? They say, no. Um, we look at the results that they're producing. And I'm saying that's exactly how you determine if a virtual assistant is working effectively. We teach them how to manage the results. And, and the time tracker software goes back to the concept of people that are doing data entry. Because time tracker, you want to see pictures of the screen with it moving. So, you know, they're on Excel line 42, then they're on line 67 and 82. The type of work we're doing is not just data entry. It's answering phone calls and responding to email. So tracking the number of phone calls coming in, tracking the number of emails that are responded to, that's not something that Time Tracker software does. That's something that we have tabulations just like you would for an employee. Oh, hey, employee. How many people did you take care of today? Oh, our customer service department took care of 75 people that came in the door. The same thing with the VAs. They track the number of people they take care of. It's all documented because all the phone calls are, uh, in our case, we, uh, we have those all recorded and all the email exchanges are all there. So the, the tracking of the work is more through a set of KPIs, the key performance indicators about how quickly they should get to phone calls and how quickly they should get to emails and how many they're answering and how many they're responding to per day. And that really is a telltale if somebody's working. Got it. And, and you know, how, how do you make money uh, from, uh, from, uh, from this uh, product? Uh, I, is it a SaaS product? Uh, you know, and how do you charge money from? Uh, no, from it, the- it, it, it's not a SaaS product because it's really not software as a service, right? We're, we're doing human capital. And so we, we actually, like any staffing company, you make your margins on the spread between your, your cost of labor and your expenses and then your bill rate. So in the front end, we have a recruiting and a training fee for those individuals. There's a cost for that. And once we find that individual and put them to work for a, a client of ours, they're billing 40 hours a week at a billing rate. And that income comes in that then our company has to, to pay for all the costs of that, uh, in, that virtual ins- assistant that's working as that employee. And um, just like any other profitable company, you know, you build in margins where you have some additional profit on top of that. 
Correct. And uh, you know, how do you communicate with uh, with uh, remote workers who are there in Philippines? Do you, do you happen to have a uh, you know physical office there, and do you happen to go there uh, uh, happen to go there physically, or uh, you know how, how do you manage such a team over there? So again, these are these are virtual employees. So we tell our clients to do what comes naturally to them. So if they like email, they'll do it via email. I prefer Skype. So we do a lot with with Skype and video chat. Could be Zoom, like we're talking on now. It could be GoToMeeting. It really doesn't matter. Google Hangouts. Like it's so I tell people like use whatever's comfortable for them uh, to communicate. But 99% of my clients probably communicate in a in a format between Skype and email. And and our VAs are they're not working in a call center, so it's not where a client of ours gets a different person to answer the phone every time it answers. This is a dedicated individual that's working in a home office that is then available to do any and all tasks that our client wants them to do. So if the phone's not ringing, they may have them doing some research projects, may have them putting together some uh, uh, marketing piece. It could be anything that could be done there. And, um, you know, to fill those numbers of hours during the day, as they're continuing to work. Okay, and, and you know what's the what's the biggest struggle in building such an asset, which is which is so different from real estate uh, investing business? You talking about the in building up higher smart? Correct. Uh, yeah. Um, I think the biggest uh, challenge that we've had in this particular business is um, getting people to realize it's literally just like an employee just across the world. People um, have a hard time understanding that the world really is flat <laughs> these days um, and that because of the technology, this type of um, communication is now easily acceptable. Um, I think people are a little nervous uh, to think about it because of all the things that you just mentioned, like how am I going to communicate with them? How am I going to pay them? How do I know if they're working? All of these things that you've just asked are the same questions that we have to talk about um, with our clients all the time. For us, having done it for four years, it's super simple, easy answers, right? But for somebody that's not familiar. Brand new to this, they have all those questions. So we actually wrote a book, The Ultimate Guide to Hiring a Virtual Assistant, that answers about 45, 50 of those questions like you're coming up with. And, and so the education of a potential client has been the toughest part. But once they figure it out and they've got it, they run with it because they'll come to us initially and like, I think I want somebody. They'll hire somebody and come back to us within days or weeks and say, this is the best thing that's ever happened to me. I need somebody else. How quickly can you get me another VA working because another department or some other group within their organization needs some additional employee help? Okay, and uh, you know, you, you guys uh, have built two uh, million-dollar businesses. Uh, how, what does it take to work together as a, as a couple to build, you know, successful businesses? And how how do you divide, you know, what sort of work uh, has to be done by by uh, by which person? So, so we were together for 19 years, and we are very happily married. We'll be celebrating our 24th anniversary later this, this week. All oh, congratulations! Um, thank, thank you. you. And I think the thing to our success is realizing that while we are very similar in a lot of ways, we have different strengths that we bring to the business. And so what we decided early on is that 
the parts of the business that I was really good at, I would have the full and complete autonomy and responsibility for. Not that we don't confer, because we certainly do, but ultimately, if there's a decision and we're not in 100% agreement, if it's my department, I get to make the final decision. And if I enjoy it and I'm good at it, I get that responsibility. So we've divided up all the tasks, all the departments within all of our businesses. Again, like with Ann, if I'm in responsible for a particular department, I have the final say-so. I may ask concurrence from Ann or I may ask for feedback, but I'll make that decision. And we both know that each other is going to look out and have each other's back and take care of that so that we can feel comfortable with those decisions. So what comes out of that is I don't have to make every decision. Ann can make half of them. I can make half. We can get a lot more done that way than me having to brood over, get all the information and research something to uh, decide what direction to go with. Awesome. You know, uh, uh, what, is the, what is the next big thing for, for you guys? Are you going to focus more on building high smart BS uh, and, and keep building up your real estate business? Oh, absolutely. I mean, we real estate's a passion of ours that we, I don't think we'll ever drop because we really love what, um, what it's done for us financially and, and for independence. Um, but Hire Smart's where my passion lies. That's really kind of the thing that gets me excited to work every day. I love being able to match great talent um, with our clients. And I love the fact that like we just got came back from a conference last week and the number of clients that came up and said, you've really impacted my life. You've really changed my life. I never thought that it would be possible for me to enjoy my business as much as I do now. That means a lot to me. Um, and it's something I want to give to more people. And, and true. And, you know, I was on stage talking to about 900 business owners and telling them what we do, how we do, and how we've made decisions purposefully in our business to craft our business around our lifestyle. And I had dozens afterwards come to me and tell me how challenging that was and what it helped them to make some decisions. So just helping people like that is just really tremendous. I'm a true entrepreneur. Everywhere I go, I see a, something that I want to fix. I want to repair. I want to make better. And so I keep coming up with these new ideas. But Ann has told me we're not going to start any new business, at least for a while. So, so we're, <laughs> we're settling in on what we're doing right now, and we're moving forward with it alone uh, with the businesses that we do have. So nothing new. Okay, awesome. So uh, let's quickly do the top three. What's your favorite business book? Well, you know, this all ties back. I read a book called The World is Flat by Thomas Friedman. It came out, I think, oh five, and it talked about how with the internet and the size of internet connection, things became flat in the world for communication. And we're now taking true advantage of that with virtual assistants working around the world for clients, you know, 13 time zones away. And it's transparent to their clients when somebody answers the phone and transfers it halfway around the world and somebody else picks up in another office. It's just a really great book. I love that. So I have, um, I've, we, we read a lot. And so the most recent one, I, I won't give you my best, but I'll give you my most recent one was called Radical Candor. And it's about how to manage uh, teams and processes. And so that kind of really shifted my focus and how I can help my clients. So I'd have to say that one is probably the most recent one. 
Sure, we'll, we'll put that in the show notes. Um, you know, if you could uh, uh, go back in time when you started uh, your, your businesses, what is the one thing you would have focused on? For me, it would have been about um, getting virtual assistants moving a little faster. So we got introduced to the concept and it took six months for me to really kind of poke all the holes in it that I could before we started. I wish I would have started and just kind of made a dive in that direction a little bit faster because it's had such a great impact on, again, on all of our businesses. Um, and it's really kind of alleviated a lot of the stress. So if I had to go back in time, I, I think I wish I would have jumped on that bandwagon a little bit faster. And, and for me, one thing that was really important when we first got started, we would do anything for everybody and anything. You know how you start a business. It's like you want to be everything to everybody. So sure. when we finally figured out our niche, when we finally narrowed down our niche in our businesses, any and all of them, and focused in that narrowest part, we were the most successful. So for us, it was about having what we call the prime directive and knowing that we're always focused on that in our business. And if we go away from that, it's going to cause confusion. So recognizing that early on was very important for me and I believe for Anne. Absolutely. Okay. And, and what, what's your favorite online tool, for example, Gmail, Slack? I think for me, actually, Skype, it has to be the number one because of the way I communicate and I'm able to get in touch with people so quickly. So Skype is probably my favorite one. I use it every day. And, you know, for, for management of, of tasks and stuff, Asana and Trello are up to others that I kind of like. Um, but I'd have to say, I don't think I could live any more without Skype these days. I use it every day. And I think the task management software Ann mentioned is probably key because we have in all of our businesses multiple things to manage and it's how to integrate all that so that it all gets done. Okay. And, and what's the best way people can reach out to you and know more about HighSmartBees? So the best way is to go to our website, which is www.hiresmartvas.com. That's hire smart V for virtual A for assistance plural.com. And for anybody that is interested, we certainly are happy to let them have our free uh, book that we just uh, literally launched last week. We haven't even, it's not even hot. It's hot off the prices seven days now. So I don't even have a digital copy yet, but I will have it by the time uh, we get to uh, be online. Um, And you will do that by going to hiresmartvas.com slash guide, G-U-I-D-E. So hiresmartvas.com slash guide. Okay, thank you. We'll, we'll put that in the show notes. Uh, thank you very much for your time, Anne Mark. Uh, it was an absolute pleasure speaking to you guys. Well, thank we you. It was a pleasure. was ours. And have a great rest of your day. Thanks for listening to the Life Self Mastery Podcast, where we teach you how to start and grow your online business. For more information, visit Rohit's blog at www.lifeselfmastery.com.